Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. Oh, okay. We have another fabulous expert from Edward Jones, Steve Rushoff, joining us here today, principal of Edward Jones. Now, look, this has been a conversation that I have been having with myself, that I've had with my family, that you are all having, that many of you are thinking, okay, I don't know what to do. It's another one of these areas when we bring on somebody like Steve, that we can provide you with information. But here we go, right? Do you wanna learn about the tools that can help you fund certain qualified education expenses? I wanted to know this so badly when I went back to school and I didn't have this, but this is what I love. I love how someone like Steve and this organization comes forward and say, people have a need and we have a solution. Steve, it's great to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be with you. And I'm not kidding. You know, I know you all are looking at what is really the pain point. What are the pain points that people are going through, especially around education? And I think that's what you've done. Before we get into the solution, what was it that you found in your new study that really caused your eyes to open really wide and then for you to come forward with the solution? Yeah, we do a survey every year of Americans around their awareness of saving for education and awareness of 529 plans. In fact, this is our 11th year of completing this survey. And what we've learned is that saving for education remains a high priority for the majority of Americans. Uh, 55% say they know this is important and actually has ticked up a little bit since the prior year. This is really interesting given that all the headwinds we've all been facing, we've been living through a pandemic. We now have inflation and market volatility, so there's a lot competing for consumer dollars and consumer attention. But in spite of all that, people know they need to save for education costs. Yeah, one of the things that we're not talking about, and you know, this is something that I've done a bunch of shows on, is people are calling the this new effort the the, the great resignation. I have called it the great resurrection because what's happening for people, they're looking at their lives and a lot of these folks, I don't have the exact numbers, but I'm hoping to get them later, are saying, I'm gonna go back to school. They're like me. They're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go back to school. Now, can you talk about what you've discovered in, in, in this study and how 529 plans are being used or not used? Sure. I mean, the, the awareness around needing to save for education is not that surprising either. I think people in general know that college is expensive. I mean, four years of college education 
can start at about $100,000, but it can go on up to 300000 or higher, depending mm. upon what school you choose, in-state, private, all that. So the need is there. Americans know they need to save. Uh, but, but most surprisingly is almost two-thirds could not identify a 529 plan as a tool that they could use to help save for education costs. Uh, usage is down as well. Only 13% are actually using the 529 plan. That's down uh, eight points from the start mm. of the pandemic in 2020. And that's really a shame because they're essentially leaving money on the table. They're missing out on some helpful tax benefits that can make every dollar saved go farther for education costs. All right. Let's tell people, we've said it, 529 plan. Let's tell them what it is. Because when you hear leaving money on the table, you're probably wondering, what is a 529 plan? Let's tell them what it is, because hopefully we can make that number better. <laughs> yeah, many of us are familiar with 401k plans. That's yeah. a retirement savings plan that offers tax benefits. It's named after a section of the tax code, 401k. Well, 529 is sort of a cousin to that because it's also named after a section of the tax code, hence the numbers 529 in front of the name. And it's really a, a, it's a qualified savings tool that helps folks save for education costs. And the way it works is you set up a 529 plan. Each state sponsors 529 plans. So there's an owner of the plan and there's a beneficiary of the plan. Typically, the beneficiary is your child, but it can be others as well. I and mean, we might get into some of the flexibility around that, like who can be a beneficiary of the plan. But contributions go into the plan. They're invested and they earn investment returns. Those investment earnings are tax deferred and potentially even tax free if used for qualifying education costs. Mm. In addition to that, some states allow uh, the, the contribution that's uh, made to the 529 plan to be deducted from state income taxes. And so there really are some important tax benefits that can make these a helpful tool. And I think this is two points I wanna really drive home. One of them is, if you look at this, everybody listening, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I don't know. I don't know how to put money away. I don't know how to do it. One of the things I love about this is you don't know how, you don't have to know everything. What you really do have to know, and I'm gonna ask Steve this, is what is the benefit of this? When we say, um, use a plan like the 529 plan, it not only gives you a foundational basis financially um, for what you might do for higher education or education, but Steve, doesn't it also give people a sense of calm and peace and security? Because if you're doing nothing and you're walking around every day of your life and then the life of your child or your beneficiary, you know, you're, you're living in this space of unknowing. So can you talk to the fact that this is a plan that impacts Americans in Americans' education, savings, and peace of mind. Yeah, and that's something that we learned in our survey as well, that almost half of Americans uh, feel like they're not doing enough uh, to save for education costs that they know they're gonna incur, whether it's their children or grandchildren. And so, they, so you're right. I mean, the saving is doing something and it's creating peace of mind, like saving for any goal starting early is important. So you get that power of compounding that helps you over time. Um, but the fact that two thirds aren't aware of a plan and those who are aren't aware of some of the flexibility that these plans offer, um, I think that's potentially one of the barriers is that they're just not aware of the plan, how they work, how to get started, 
or even some of the uses of those plans. So let's get into some of the benefits of this because we said we were going to talk about this. Let's talk about this idea that people don't know about tax, tax deferment, and really what, what are people going to get out of this that they don't know about? Because I think, Steve, if they knew about the kinds of savings and benefits that we were talking about, I mean, literally in percentages and numbers, they, that would be a new level of interest. People would say, I'm motivated to find out more. Even if I can't put a whole lot of money away, I can put something here, right? Right. Like the, even Americans who are familiar with 529 plans tell us that they're not familiar with some of the flexibility or the use of the plan. And so that's something that we feel like general awareness is needed for these. And, and the mm -hmm. flexibility comes in two ways. One is, you know, what can you use the funds for? What are the qualifying costs? And then what's the flexibility in terms of who can benefit? from the plan. So, so maybe I'll start with the what, so the use of funds. So we've been talking a lot about college education costs. Mm -hmm. um, that's a broad use in a 529 context. So it could right. be tuition, books, room and board, even equipment like a laptop to be used for college. All of those are qualifying expenses or qualifying distribution reasons for a 529. But the 529 funds can go beyond that. They can go to pay for uh, K through 12 education costs, mm -hmm. grade schools, apprenticeships, even now repaying some student loan debt. So the uses or the what behind the 529 uses is really pretty broad. Yeah, I am so glad you said that because when I decided to go back to school as, you know, uh, an adult after losing my job, and thank goodness I did, I'm so happy I did. You know, the surprise wasn't the tuition, but the focus was on tuition. The surprise was, all of those other things you just mentioned, right? Mm. Uh, and yes. people don't realize that. I love that we're talking about K through 12 because one of the pain points right now in, in, in our country is the fact that we're not evenly distributed with wealth. And there are a lot of families that would love to be able to buy their child a laptop or a computer. And I think I heard you say that the funds can be used for something like that as well. That's correct. And, and even in your situation, Dr. Pat, when you went back to school, mm -hmm. I think that speaks to the flexibility around who can benefit from these plans. The most typical is a parent setting these up for a child or their children. But the beneficiary doesn't have to be related to the plan owner. The beneficiary could be a grandchild. Uh, it could be a niece or nephew. It could even be a friend's child. There, there doesn't have to be a relation between the owner of the plan, who's contributing and who's benefiting from it. Uh, furthermore, that beneficiary can be changed at any time for any reason. So you could start with child number one, they could use proceeds, you then change it to child number two, you could even change it to yourself. So in your case, you went back to school, mm -hmm. you could change the beneficiary to yourself and use it for your own education costs, if you decide to go back to school later. So it's a really, it creates a lot of great flexibility behind these plans. You know, and I'm so glad you're talking about that because a lot of people are not talking about that, Steve. You know, we have a very ancient view of financial support when it comes to education. We really do. We have such a gap between what we think is available today and what we knew about. You know what I mean. You know, once mm -hmm. upon a time, it was like, oh, how can we get this student loan? How can we get... But this is a whole new realm. And I love that you talked about this because I actually have a friend who set a 529 plan aside for, for her neighbor's child. 
And I totally forgot about that because what you're saying mm-hmm. is the flexibility of today's 529 plans, the flexibility, and the only thing holding you back from that is learning and educating yourself on how to use it, right? That's right. There's there's a lot of variables to think about, like how much do I save? Mm-hmm. How much will I need? Uh, that depends on what school you're going to. Will you get scholarships or financial aid? And so there's there's a lot of variables and really the best way to get started is to seek help, work with a qualified financial advisor, like one of the 18,000 plus that we have at Edward Jones. They can advise on the trade-offs of saving in a Mm -hmm. 529, saving for education goals versus what that might do to your retirement goal and how do you balance the two. Um, They can even tell you if a 529 plan makes sense for you and get you started in one if if that does make sense. So it's a great way to, to get help. So how do people do that, though? How do people get help? Uh, you know, who do they call? What's the website? How do they connect with you all? Because that, that's, like, important. So one of the easiest ways, Dr. Pat, is go to edwardjones.com slash education savings. That's one word. edwardjones.com slash education savings. There we've got information around 529 plan, but just a lot, a lot of additional great resources on saving for education, how to do it, how to get started. Mm. And Steve, I know you've got to run, but I've got to ask you this next question. You know, let's talk about you. You're so close to this. You lead the managed investments and insurance areas. But I want to ask you, from your heart to the hearts of people listening, what excites you most about this message that you're delivering today? If we can generate more awareness, because we know that many Americans are missing out on these benefits. So even if we can make a difference in a few listeners, I know I use this personally for myself. My daughter is now age 14 and we started saving in a 529 years ago. And the, and the, and the satisfaction and peace of mind I get from that is really great. So if we can help people uh, understand this, be aware of it and use it if it makes sense for them, then, then we're happy. I love it. Steve, thank you so much. One last thing. I would love for you to to really extend your personal invitation to folks listening so that they can understand and be motivated to take action. What would you say to the listeners today? Please learn more. Be active in this. If you're interested in it, learn more. Go to edwardjones.com slash education savings. Become educated first and then take action. All right, Steve, thank you so much. Thank you all. Uh, We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. You've been listening, but are you watching? Tune in to your favorite shows on the Transformation Talk Radio Facebook page. We stream live video podcasts every day. I want to bring us into our inner space and bring in the energies that I've built here in this meditation. You notice that I have roses here. Well, for the past two months or so, I've been working with the rose energy, um, the energy of Mother Mary, which is being able to bring love to any situation. And that's the pink of the rose petals. And you have obsidian here. You can see its reflective surface. This is a piece of gold obsidian. You see how it kind of shimmers a bit gold-like. 
We're going to take this time to enter our own personal underworld, the shadow sides of ourselves, and drop ourselves in. We're going to go through this portal using obsidian, surrounded by the beautiful rose energy, and clear and regroup and rejoin all of our intolerant pieces, our judgmental pieces, our prickly sides. So just nice deep breaths in with your nose and out with your mouth. And allow your awareness to move to your heart center. You can see it, visualize it, or feel it, or just know it. Bring yourself in. Bring yourself into this sacred space of your heart. And here's where we're going to ask for all of that pink energy of love, of the high ascended master, Mother Mary, bringing that rose pink energy. Have that swirling around your heart. Feel it and breathe it in and breathe it out. And just let this rose pink beautiful energy surround you and feel it expanding, sending it out wider than your heart, farther out from your body, above your crown, below your feet, until you're really in a gorgeous cocoon of this beautiful pink, ascended, full of love, full of forgiveness and holding yourself in that gorgeous, gorgeous pink bubble. Call forth anything about you that you wish had been a little better, that you wanted to have done differently, that you might be a little bit ashamed about that you, you coveted something, you were really angry about something. You are intolerant, jealous, whatever it is. And just bring it forward and put it down into obsidian. Float into the energy of this smoky mirror, an obsidian that can be the sharp arrow-like energy to take us to our target, to take us to our goal. Bring that energy in and let obsidian transmute it. Let those orphans of your soul be cleared and returned to your essence. Bring them one at a time. Maybe something else recurs to you. Oh yeah, you know, I had some road rage. I saw that woman waiting for the parking spot, but I cut in front of her and took it anyway. Whatever you wish you hadn't done that way, let obsidian transmute it. And as you're working that, feel the words of Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. 
Every time something unsavory shows its face, hold it close and transmute it through obsidian. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And as you do that, you can feel the swirling pink rose quartz energy, feeling the love that Mother Mary was able to give, even in the worst of times as her son was killed. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And one by one, just letting those orphans of our underworld bubble up. We own them. We hug them. We love them. And in the love, the energy is transmuted to our personal power. Filling your space with love clearing any of those prickly parts so that you can go out to the dawn more resilient, more ready to bring goodness to the world, more ready for your contribution. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Breathing in that beautiful rose energy and sending things through the obsidian portal for transmutation. Healing yourself by loving all your parts. Opening the crack to let the light in. Every piece of us is valuable. Every aspect of us has power. And when we own it, it joins in that core forward current of our power and amplifies it. And breathing a few more minutes, letting the rose pink saturate all of your energy field, your cells, and feel it radiating out from your heart space. See if you can bring rose energy to your day, later today, tomorrow, the rest of the week. See if you could ask the energy of Mother Mary to come teach you how to transform through forgiveness and love. How can we change the world by adding our best selves, by bringing forward our best heart energy? I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And with one nice deep breath, 
really searching using obsidian to reflect our underworld back to us, finding your last parts that need to be owned, that need to be forgiven, that need to be loved. Finding them and bringing them in to this gorgeous circle. Remembering to always bring forward the rose pink of love and forgiveness and always be willing to reflect the smoky mirror back to ourselves so that we can bring the orphans home. And absorb that quietly for another moment. Welcome everyone to Champion Your Life with me, Leanne Champion. This is where we get to reflect, refine, and reboot your one precious life. In this space, we take a deeper look at what's holding you back. Maybe you want to show up differently for the people in your life. Maybe you're struggling with your emotional well-being. Maybe you feel as though something's missing and you want to get excited about your future. There's some good news. You can shift your perspective and begin to walk through the world in new, refreshing ways. I am a certified life and well-being coach who was called to create this show as a means to facilitate a journey of personal development. You have the power to change. Your life is precious. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Champion Your Life starts now. Welcome, everyone, back to Champion Your Life with me, Leanne Champion. I'm always thrilled you're here listening, that you're interested in healthy mind management and living your to your fullest potential. And whether you tune in now or later to all the different locations that people come in from around the world, welcome. I'm just glad you're here. And today... We are talking about our most important relationships and how we need to pay such close attention to them, especially these days. You know, there's just so much going on in the world for people right now. And if we don't pay attention, I, I'm, I'm afraid things can very easily go off the rails. So we're going to discuss a concept called relationship manuals and a uh, relationship manual is basically an instruction guide, right? That we have for someone in our lives about how we would like them to behave. Now, we humans have very strong belief systems, right? That if other people would <laughs> will just behave the way that we would like them to behave, they would be better off and, well, we would be better off. Welcome to the world of manuals. In my coaching practice, I do run across this all the time and I'm, I'm kind of getting pretty good at sensing a manual. Often I will, I'll laugh at my clients and say something like, wow, this is a pretty thick manual that you've written for your husband. Have you, have you even let him read it? <laughs> Most of them just kind of look at me and like, what? Again, it's this idea 
if so-and-so would just stop this and do what I tell them to do. But look, when we do this to other people, it often backfires, doesn't it? And relationships suffer. And then, well, we're just kind of left wondering why all the people in our lives don't cooperate. Now, I understand we all have ideas and opinions on how we think others should behave. But sometimes our thoughts around how they should behave become like so embedded in our minds that we really can't think about anything else. We're just constantly internalizing our manual that we have for that person. And then what happens is it becomes quite the destructive thought loop. So what I want you to do is start to pay attention if the word should comes up on your day to day. For example, well, he should make that phone call to his mother or she should stop being late. You see the shoulds are the first clue actually that you may have a manual in place. Now, before we go any further, I, I do wanna say a few things that just need to be stated because some of you out there may be dealing with way more serious issues such as addiction or abuse. And we are not talking about those kinds of situations today. And those situations require a whole nother level of love, care and therapy. And we're also not talking about raising children. Because, of course, we're going to have a lot of manuals for those little ones of ours as they're growing and learning. And that's just a given, right? And one last thing. We also don't want to confuse this concept with our work situations, as we will very likely have to follow manuals out of respect and to, well, stay employed, right? <laughs> These are all important distinctions to make. But today, though, we're actually focusing on the more everyday manuals. And ironically, these manuals are about the people we love the most. And when we hang on to these manuals, we end up completely annoying the people we love. And we end up torturing ourselves. So here's the irony. We generally don't tell the other people in our lives that we even have manuals for them. We just, we expect them to know or to magically figure it out what it is that we need. But when we keep our manuals to ourselves, we are expecting the impossible, aren't we? Look, we can share expectations. Nothing wrong with that. Go ahead and share exactly what you would like to have happen. And hopefully that will be honored. But here's what we must remember. What another person does with that request is entirely up to them. It really is. It really is. I need to share an example of a manual that I I let go many years ago. Now, this is a story in hindsight. I think this happened almost, gosh, a solid 15 years ago. But you know what? I have to throw myself under the bus because it's such a great example of a manual. So 
my husband, Tom, worked and commuted into New York City, and he worked very hard, and there were many nights that he would be home late, and we missed him, of course. So on the weekends, what happened, I created a very clear manual on how this is all going to go, that together we would put our three little boys to bed, you know, give them their bath, read stories, all the things, and then the manual I had in my head was that we should both get into bed after that, read, snuggle, cuddle, watch TV or a movie, whatever. And then I'd get everyone to bed and I'd say, hey, TC, you want to watch a movie? And sure, you know, sometimes he was very game, but there were times I could tell that he really didn't want to. Oh my gosh. So what did I do? Oh my goodness, you guys, I made it mean all sorts of things. Like, oh my gosh, you didn't want to be with me. I mean, this really got under my skin as this was not the, the vision that I had. You know, I wanted just to catch up. I wanted to reconnect. And he wasn't playing ball with my manual. <laughs> he wanted to go into his garage and work on a car. And that was his hobby. It was understandable. It was a way to unwind. But here's the priceless part. I got to tell you, I ended up so frustrated, so irritated, hurt, all because of my thoughts. Because he wasn't following my playbook, my manual. Oh my goodness, quietly seething in my mind. So one day, thankfully, I asked him why. Why he didn't want to come to bed with me at night and watch TV. And he said, well, Leanne, that's really just the only time in my entire week that I have to be with myself. It's just important that I have time to unwind and, and chill out and, you know, just be with me. And honestly, that's just the only time I get to do it. Well, of course, I had a light bulb moment. I could see it from his perspective. And I learned very quickly, this is, oh my goodness, this had nothing to do with me. It was just that he wanted to spend time with himself. He was merely desiring to reconnect and hang out with himself. So, of course, listening to his perspective changed it up for me. But looking back, it all seems so obvious now. But when I had a manual for him, oh, Oh, I promise you, it wasn't obvious at all. In fact, it was this ridiculous, huge contention in my mind, right? I was quietly seething. But what I want to point out to all of you when we do this, what a waste of energy, right? When we release all the rules and expectations we have and we listen to another person and hear what's going on for them, our relationships can really change, right? For the better. We can start understanding them from a different perspective that, that isn't all clouded up by our own thinking and expectations and assumptions. I mean, there's, there's real serious truth in that old saying, try to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, right? Such wisdom in that. Again, you know, people don't like to hear this, but one of the first things that we all need to remember is that we grown-ups have the ability and freedom to behave however we want. 
and that includes you. <laughs> when someone has a manual for you, I know it can feel like, oh, you're not the boss of me. But I think we can all agree here that no one likes to be controlled. But often people will feel really defensive when I first introduced this concept and say something to me like, oh, so really, Leanne, you're telling me I shouldn't expect anything from that person? They will feel in the beginning like I'm somehow taking something away from them, like they're losing control. And they're reluctant, right? Really reluctant to give up on their carefully constructed manual. But once, but once they recognize what I'm actually teaching them is giving them back all of their power and their emotional well-being, my clients start to feel somehow like that they can breathe. They're relieved. And then eventually empowered. Because here's the thing, trying to control another person, as we all well know, takes up way too much time and energy. Now, another thing that's kind of interesting is that people are at first a little puzzled that their significant other doesn't have to do anything differently. And yet I tell them, it only takes one person to make the change. One very conscious person to encourage the shift in a relationship. And when they decide to take the initiative to be that one, then they start to notice how their beloved is suddenly changing. Wow. They're often blown away at how they begin to come together. Okay. So now I, I just have to say, I want you to pay very close attention right now. If you are agitated or irritated by this concept and discussion, because typically this could be your inner voice saying something like, ah, not sure I like this, but I may need to spend some time considering this. Often we are holding on to these manuals for a reason, right? And it's worth it to explore the reason why. I mean, some of the strongest manuals that I had, that I was hanging on to for dear life came from a place of fear when I took a look at them. But this work of learning to release your manual for another human being is, is all about the ex expectations that you have, right? That are weighing you down keeping you in a state of anger or hurt or frustration. Again, it's so interesting how most of our manuals are unspoken. We make assumptions and expect that all the people in our lives are to instinctively read our mind. And seriously, this is humanly impossible, isn't it? Can you think of a better recipe to set someone up for failure. And yet we do it all the time. If you can learn to release your manual, you know what will happen? You're never, you're never gonna wanna look back. Do you know what happens? The energy in your relationship will shift. It will change. And again, it's, Fascinating. It only takes one person.
person to let go of manuals. Just watch your relationship thrive when you decide to stop the blame game. It truly changes the dance. We're going to go for a quick break here. And you've been listening to Champion Your Life. My name is Leanne Champion. And I'm really glad we're talking about these manuals that we have for everyone in our lives. We're not going to shy away from this tough conversation. We'll be right back. Are you passionate about impacting social change or working towards anti-racism as a society? Are you willing to deconstruct your innermost thoughts, ideas, and beliefs about racism? Then Inflection Point Podcast, Cultivating Change from the Inside Out, is the show for you. Join Anita Russell, Mavis Bauman, and Gail Hunter in open, honest, and deliberate conversations every first and third Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. We're back and you're listening to Champion Your Life with me, Leanne Champion. And we're talking all about relationship manuals. And once again, just let me explain. Uh, A manual is an instruction guide we have for others in our lives about how we would like them to behave so that we can feel happy. And what a waste of time that is, right? When we allow ourselves to just love people, enjoy who they are, and not have any manuals for them, this can be such a beautiful, freeing way to live. And listen, we are living in some strange times for sure. So don't you just want to stop this craziness and spend your time loving others? Now, I wanted to share share a manual story, another one I think that you're going to find really interesting. I was given permission to tell this story, and I've changed the names to protect everyone, but I had a client named Amanda. I'm going to call her Amanda. And she'd been divorced um, for well over six years, but she was still in a situation where she was deciding to give her ex-husband complete power over her emotional life. So let me explain. Um, She was... How shall I say this? She was letting her story about her ex and her entire manual around who he should have been during their marriage cause her to be miserable still. She had been dedicated to continuously bashing him and feeling this anger for him for the last six years. And as her coach, um, I was honored to hold the space for her in order to hash this whole thing out. She had already gone through therapy and she thought she was over it, right? But she had recently just been very triggered and shared the whole story with me. And so in that moment, I really just wanted to show Amanda that her ex-husband wasn't feeling her anger. And instead of punishing him with her anger, she was actually, in fact, punishing herself with all the thoughts Right. That and she was still carrying around this dusty, beat up old manual of hers. Right. The manual that she had had for him. And she was still torturing herself after all these years with it. She was the one 
she was the one feeling, experiencing and living all these old rules that she had made. And he, on the other hand, he had moved on. He was happily remarried and was oblivious to her misery. Now, I, I asked her in the moment how it felt to think about him this way. And she said, terrible. And then I asked her why she was consistently choosing to feel terrible. I asked her why she was still hanging on to that old manual, right? That was no longer serving her. And it took her a while to truly understand that this was her choice, right? She'd started to realize that being angry at him was, well, she had that, there was zero upside in that. And she began to let the story go and her manual for him go. And then she began to reclaim her power and began focusing on her own life, which was such a beautiful thing to watch. And such a poignant example, isn't it? And I'm, I'm so glad that she, she had her light bulb moment because who would have wanted six more years of that kind of pain, right? So why is it important for you to become aware of who you have manuals for? For your emotional freedom. So you see, I am only here to help you live a life that you love. And I'm telling you that having a bunch of manuals for everyone creates a ton of unnecessary drama in our lives. One of the wisest things to understand in all of this is the realization that the only person, I know I've said this to you before, but the only person we have control over is ourselves and how we show up in our relationships. And, and you have to come to the conclusion that other people's behavior has no impact on us until we think about it we interpret it and choose, right? Choose to make it mean something. I wanted to uh, share some common one sentence manual instructions that you might recognize. I've been, I've been collecting some through the years. Uh, my mother should not come over unannounced. My girlfriend should be on time. My son should be emotionally available. She should listen to me as long as I listen to her. That's a big one. My mother-in-law should mind her own business. And then this one is fun. My husband should work more, more hours or my husband should work less hours. Do you see what I mean? Do you, can you hear all the shoulds? So this is important. Clients will say to me, oh, come on, Leanne, are you really, are you telling me that I shouldn't tell my husband that he should be home on time or help me out with the kids or take out the garbage or show up in a big way for family outings? And I will reply, absolutely. You should tell him those things. You can make all the requests you want for as many people as you want. But here's the thing. 
when you tie your emotional happiness to whether they respond in the way that you want, that is where people go off the rails, right there. That's when it becomes a spiral of negativity because that's what the manual does. It's this heavy, heavy book of rules that can send us down the rabbit hole. Now, look, I also want to say this does not mean that you stay with people who don't have the same values as you do, who don't live in the way that you want to live and are constantly doing things that are against your values. I'm not suggesting that at all. But what I am saying is that trying to change them to be more like what you want them to be rarely works. In fact, it only makes you into a crazy person with all of your efforts. But the key really is for us all to take responsibility for how we feel, regardless, regardless of other people's behavior. This is such a saner and more empowering way to live. I want to tell you, I, I think this idea of manuals is truly one of the most important tools to understand. And you may want to go back and listen to this one again. And I want you to remember repetition. It's the mother of all skills. And when I'm learning a concept, something that's new to me, I will listen to something that's resonating, right? Several times until I let it sink into my core. And then I begin to apply what it is I'm learning. But what I have learned and what I want you all to know is that your relationship with anyone in your life is dependent on your thoughts about them. Now, if you have a difficult relationship with someone, you may blame it on their behavior. And you know what? It might be their behavior. But I want you to always examine what you are thinking as well in any given situation. You see, it always does come back around to our thought life, doesn't it? Our thoughts matter. There is a scripture that I dearly love that is um, from Philippians. Um, it's Philippians 4.8 and it reads, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, my mind will rest on this. It's a beautiful one. Okay, here are my suggestions. Number one, I want you to acknowledge that hmm, we do have some intricate manuals for other people. Consider letting go of all your manuals. Number two, make requests of your people with no strings attached. And then notice what people do when you don't try to control them. Number three, focus on trying to control yourself and your response to how other people behave. If people don't follow through on what you've asked them to do, you get to decide what to think about it. You don't have to be angry. You can choose anger, but you don't have to choose anger. Remember, all of our emotions are a choice. When we learn to let 
people just be who they are, we'll be a lot calmer. We can then get their perspective on things from a place of curiosity, right? Rather than taking it personally. And if we're really, really honest here, most of us, even though we have different styles, want to control the world, right? We all have these manuals for other people so that we can feel differently. But I promise you that is, that's the long way around in trying to control somebody else so that you can feel safe or better is truly exhausting, right? We've all tried this in some way, shape or form and it just never works. I hope you will take some time just to consider this concept and let it sort of seep into your point of view in your daily life. I know this framework has helped me tremendously. It's been a true perspective shifter, a different way to look at things. It's something that we constantly need to study and consider and then apply to improve, right? Our emotional well-being. And listen, the world, we've talked about this, is upside down right now and our relationships are sacred, right? They're so, so important. There is so much we can do with how we lead within our own families, how we lead at work and in our communities and frankly, how you show up in your own life just for you. It's all connected. It all matters. And perhaps now more than ever, do this work. These podcasts are my offering to you. Decide, make a decision to keep growing, to keep learning, to keep loving. And if you need help, reach out. These are the tools that make differences in our lives. You've been listening to Champion Your Life with me, Leanne Champion. I want you to remember you have one precious life. Godspeed. Thank you for listening to Champion Your Life with me, Leanne Champion on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To find out more about me and my coaching platform, visit ChampionYourLife.com. That's ChampionYourLife.com. You have one precious life. Let's live it to your fullest potential. Let's go. Let's do this together. See you next time.